Okay, so on the Mondavi Football Coach Podcast today, we have Brandon Lowe. Brandon, welcome back, my friend. What's up, man? Uh, I can't remember when the first time I did this podcast, but I remember it was a lot of fun. I think I was uh, still in radio. So, uh, yeah, it's been a while. It's good to join you. Always good to talk to you and talk a little sports and, and some other things. So thank you for having me back on. Heck, yeah. It was – I had you on, then we did talk some some COVID stuff, and that always – at its peak and then uh man shoot now i'm i'm up here in upshur county and uh enjoying life up here and you're you do, you're doing a new thing like you were talking about you were now doing the brandon lowe show but it's a different avenue so please talk about that a little bit for, for the listener yeah we uh I, I got a new gig not in radio so i'm in marketing but i still kept the sports show going uh it was kind of funny because it was just going to go over to Video Productions, which we have been doing stuff with them when I was still doing it on radio, uh, Butch Mounts and Jack Withrow. Uh, and then, of course, I did uh, color commentary with Video Productions and Jack for South Charleston football games. So it was kind of, uh, you know, an easy transition. And and then HD Media, which is uh, a company that houses here locally, uh, Gazette Mail and Herald Dispatch, uh, reached out, Grant Trailer, the sports director, and Doug Scaff, and they said that uh, the president of HG Media and I said, hey, we're kind of interested in, um, you know, what you guys are doing, and, and we see that you're kind of a free agent now, and would you like to continue to do the show? And, you know, it kind of just came together because Video Productions was already currently doing stuff for HD Media, and it was kind of a great partnership and um, kind of came together at the right time and uh, met with Doug and liked the conversation and um, liked the direction that this thing's going in, so... Um, yeah, it's on multiple platforms, Gazette Mel's website on the front page there and, and Herald Dispatch. If you scroll down, you can click our link and you can watch all the episodes. You miss them when they premiere uh, our shows premiere 4 p.m. Monday and Friday. So not the uh, normal five day grind. That's radio. It's two days a week now. So um, and we control all of our content, which is really cool. And um, you can find it on all the, you know, audio, Google uh, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff, and video on Spotify as well, because it's video and audio. So uh, you can actually watch the podcast. You can listen to it. Uh, so it gave us various avenues to go through, and we've gotten a lot of support so far. And and all the people who listen to us on the radio show or watch some of our streams have carried over to that too. So uh, that's been pretty tremendous, man. I've, I'm really enjoying it so far. That's so cool, because I remember when I first listened to you, it was on the radio. You were on a, like a Fox affiliate network. Yeah. Yep, Fox Sports. Yep, Bristol. And, and uh, man, you're still killing it. That's awesome because that. And then for people that don't know, because I have some listeners that are outside of West Virginia. I mean, it's a that's a hard market here in West Virginia. You know, trying to get the the listeners and things that nature. Because it's not like we have a huge population. You know, sure. Like we don't have this humongous metropolis. So how do you reach out and get your listenership? And I mean, obviously you have the best voice in radio. I've told you that before. <laughs> uh, that's, a fact. That. that's a fact. Like that's a, that's a fact, like a huge fact. So how do you go about doing that? Cause obviously you've been successful doing that. I think it's just, um, it's really just being, I've always, and it sounds so cliche, but as I've always said, cliches are the, exactly that because they're true. Right. So like, I feel like, and, and my number one role in broadcasting or any type of profession is to be nice to everyone, respect everybody, um, and just give every, treat everybody the whole thing, treat everybody like you want to be treated. It's like, and people like that, and I think it comes out when you're on the air and 
um, when you're doing your show. And, and just being yourself, I think, is the biggest thing. I think there's so many people that make the mistake in broadcasting, especially when you first start, and I think I did it too, where you're not really necessarily just being you. You're kind of trying to be this character. of It's kind of a extension of yourself. And then when people meet you, it's totally different because you're just like a different voice or you're you're playing this character on air. And I've always tried to stay true to who I am, even on the air. So like when I was on radio, it was just me. It wasn't uh, a persona or it wasn't something that I was just making up while I was on the air. So I think that comes across as maybe relatable to some folks. Um, I never another thing for me, too, is I never came off as an expert. And I've always said that I don't ever consider myself an expert on any of the topics. It's just. I'm a pretty much a fan that was lucky enough to be given a mic and a show, right? That's how I always look at it. And that's why, you know, you have guests on your show like you and, you know, a coach who knows the game, the X's and O's, and, um, you know, a writer who studies something or, you know, that's what makes the show go. And if you try not to act like or be the guy who acts like they have all the answers, I think that comes across to, uh, to, to the audience. And I think they can appreciate that and the honesty uh, and how authentic you can be uh, to them. So I think that's the key. And then, you know, obviously I try to be responsive to my audience. So like if people reach out to me or they send me messages, I always try to respond to their messages. I always try to comment back. Um, I'm not one to shy away from having conversations with our listeners or, or if somebody wants to ask us questions, that's why we have a text line too. And we uh, will, we'll answer questions or topics that they throw at us. So and that makes them feel like they're a part of the show, too. Uh, and it, it kind of humanizes the aspect of being a host and being this kind of guy in the public eye where, you know, people look at you just as like a news guy or whatever they consider me. But um, I just don't take myself that serious either. I think that's a huge part of it, too, is mm. never take yourself too serious. Um, I think people can get lost in that. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest the biggest keys to it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. When when you're in. I guess this I guess this podcast is a media outlet to some degree, but like it's have fun with it, stay professional, but give people something they want to listen to, that that kind of stuff. I'm not nearly on your level though. I'm not on the level of the branded low show here. You know, you're with Ryan with Ryan Pritt. I with want to Ryan sure Pritt, absolutely. That. Yeah, which which, you know, and I want to go into that too. I, I meant to mention that when you you asked about transitioning to radio to the podcast realm, you know, adding Ryan to it. Cause when I first started the radio show, most people probably don't know this is like, it was just me. And then I had a producer who kind of chimed in. And then when I went over to another radio company, eventually I added Ryan to it because Ryan and I grew up together and, uh, we just, you know, when he would come on my show as a guest, whether it's by phone or in studio and do kind of a guest co-host kind of thing. You now Ryan's been in this area covering prep sports for over a decade. And, um, has built relationships with multiple coaches and ADs and, you know, especially in the softball realm, you know, he's, he's interviewed a ton of those gals and, um, you know, shows much appreciation towards not just the male side of things of sports, but also female sports, which I think is great. And uh, so I brought him along and it just kind of made the show even better because our sense of humor can be on par with each other a lot, but also it can be opposite. So it kind of plays well. Uh, to the audience. And then now Jack, I mentioned him, um, you know, has, has come on as a producer and he edits our, po our podcast video side and stuff like that too. So adding Jack to it too, has just made it even better. So if anything, we've just leveled up my friend with this whole thing. So it's been a blast. Heck yeah. I, I always appreciated 
Ryan as a writer when I was coaching down in the in the valley. I I think he does such a a good job covering sports. And he's he's into it, you know, like he is passionate mm-hmm. about what he's what he's covering. And all those guys are down there. I think of him. I think of Chris Wade. I think of Rick Ryan. Uh, there's just a really <laughs> there's a really good scene down there of writers. You chuckle. What's up? Wait, Tell me something. Wait, Wade is uh, Wade might be our all time guest on our podcast and radio show so far since Ryan and I have we did the uh, boys state tournament up there um, and had shows live up in their little um, lottery room that usually like they'll put like Bob Hoggins or guys like that up there so they they were able gracious enough to give us that room and so we had uh, we had Wade up there and Wade was up there um, kind of <laughs> recovering from the night before of uh you know them covering the state tournament he was just phenomenal wade's a great a great dude i like you said does his job loves it he's everywhere in charleston uh, those guys do a great job but yeah chris wade is probably an all-time uh guest on the show if nobody heard it or saw it you can go back on our facebook page and and check it out because he was phenomenal heck yeah and i'll i'll link to that i, I have that pulled up here so i will link to that uh at yeah or i'll put it in the show notes okay after cool after we're done so people can can find where you are. I'm looking the the one I'm looking at right now is the one you had with Nick Saban. I mean Joey Fields. Uh, yeah. You know that's <laughs> that's that's. Well, I have I've happened have hit on this. I've had hit on him on this podcast three times, and I keep the introduction keeps getting better. I think the last one was <laughs> this guy will I will tell my kids this guy was Nick Saban. He just you know you know how Joey is. He just starts yeah. laughing. Um, <laughs> talk a little bit about Canal Valley football. You know, what do you, what do you see this year going forward? If you don't mind, cause I'm not in there anymore. I'm, I'm up here in North central West Virginia. So, yeah. you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on, you know, Joey's team he has a good team coming back and some different things there. Yeah. I mean, Joey, what can you say every stop? And obviously, you know, he, he'll tell you, you know, his time as a player and coach with Yogi Kinder and, um, you know, he went to coach Walker in Martinsburg and spent some time there and we know their success and, they continue to roll, uh, even though Walker went on and the coach D2. But, um, yeah, Hoover's going to have a great team. I, I really liked hearing Joey talk about, you know, I remember the days back when they had 20-something players on the roster. Ryan kind of alluded to it. Um, you know, obviously they had that huge flood, and that really hurt some things with the high school, and they're still kind of feeling that. And now they're building that massive high school. It's going to be great for that community. Um, and uh, Joey talked about having like 61 kids, I think something like that come out. He had 60 oh, wow. something last year. Um, so for them to have that many kids, I mean, if, if you've never been in the Clendenin, um, you know, all that area over there, uh, um, I love, they just come together. They love Hoover so much, you know, uh, Missy Smith, we had her on the, you know, they just won their fifth straight. Um, probably could have won their sixth if uh, the COVID year, but they won their fifth straight uh, turn, you know, championship. And, you know, that community, every time you have one of those folks on their show, they, they show out and uh, show their support. And I don't think Joey could have picked a better place to go coach for. Uh, obviously, Joey's used to his naysayers and, you know, all the transfer stuff and all that stuff. So he kind of talked about that on the show recently, too. But, um, but no, they had a great year last year. I uh, ran into possibly the best 16 seed in the history of high school football <laughs> and Fairmont senior, which is crazy because if you look at the seniors' schedule last year, you'll know why they were like five and four or whatever they were in 16 seeds. Uh, we know that's all point systems. So, um, but yeah, Hoover should be good again this year. Um, I'm interested to see kind of like what Scott does with new coach. 
um, Sissonville as well. Mm. Um, you know, those, some of those teams, and you got some new coaches throughout. And then you look at the MSAC, and you and I just talked about that before we went, you know, uh, on this podcast. It's a you've coached in it. It's a grind every single year. There's no night off. I know there's probably coaches that hear uh, coaches like you or people in the media there in the area uh, talk about how much of a you know how difficult the conference that is. It is very tough. Just ask mm-hmm. a school. We're talking about you know we're talking about numbers. You know, ask talk about a school like St. Albans who now has a new coach as well. Uh, Willie Washington, uh, Coach Watch mm-hmm. has now moved over to a position with University of Charleston. But uh, yeah, that's a. I'm interested to see what happens there. I'm hearing the numbers are decently high, good mm-hmm. enough, I guess. So we'll see what happens there. Um, he brought on some new coaches, his staff too. So a lot of West Virginia State guys joined his staff. Um, but it's interesting, man. I, I think you know, obviously Midland and Huntington and Spring Valley, all those teams out. 64 mm-hmm. West have been very successful. I think they'll continue. I'm interested to see what Capital does. You know, mm-hmm. what is it, year two with their new coach there? And mm-hmm. um, I'm interested to see what happens there. Riverside, they, it looks like they're still getting, you know, their numbers up and they're only going to get better. They were young uh, when mm-hmm. Alex stepped in over there a couple of years ago. So we'll see, man. Uh, it's early. We're going to be talking to a lot of these coaches with our new segment on our podcast. Uh, so if you, uh, want to check that out and see what the coaches say about their team, uh, to certainly do that. Cause we're going to be doing that several weeks leading up to the, uh, the first week of football. So it'll be fun. Heck yeah, man. That's, that's so cool to hear you talk about those programs. I'm, I'm thinking about the games we've, we played against different, those different, different guys and, you know, moving up here, uh, we play different people. Um, but like the rivalry yeah. and the things of that nature, it's still you know, it's still football. It's still rival football games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember w- when we were at Riverside in 2017. We played Morgantown up here, in like an, in an overtime game. That was that was awesome. We beat him on a two point play. Shout out to Mark Seitz, <laughs> who's now coaching at Riverside. Mark Seitz took that thing in for the two point conversion uh, for the win for the Warriors that night. But man, that's that's cool. So, are you getting pumped up? Are you ready to go? Are you? Do you wish football season was right now? Is that how you're feeling right now? Yeah, I mean, that's every year with me. Um, you know, my number one sports basketball just because I grew up playing it. So oh, okay. I really love enjoy watching basketball. Ryan always gets on me. I you know, regular season games in the NBA, but I love NBA playoffs, and I actually watched the final game last night. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I love college basketball. I love, you know, March Madness. I think March Madness NCAA tournament is still the greatest sporting event in the entire world. But, um, mm. but no, I love college football. High school football is great. Um, Friday night lights, we always talk about it. And, you know, Ryan, I've talked about this too. Since this whole thing of, you know, the transfer portal and now the players can get, you know, High school athletics is the last pure form of the sport left. I mean, honestly, because going on, uh, you know, before all this stuff kind of put in play, but now it's kind of to the surface. So, um, you know, high school at that level is is the last kind of pure form of of the sport. And, um, you know, it's interesting. But, yeah, I wish I, I wish football would go all year long. And now we have what? Like all these different leagues popping up. I know XFL was kind of put on hold. Now they have the uh, what is that other league they got going on? USFL or whatever the heck it is. I kind of checked out a couple games of that too recently. 
Um, but yeah, I wish I wish football season was all season, which coaches would tell you it's all year. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're trying to do it right, it definitely is all year. I mean, it's, it yeah. never stops. Uh, so you gotta you gotta give me some information. How are the NBA finals going? I don't know. I haven't even looked at that. We've been so busy with football stuff. Uh, it's it's a, it's it's fun. Um, there's some, you know, anytime Draymond Green's involved in something, it's always fun. He's been getting a couple battles, and and uh, he's like the last. Him and Marcus Smart, you know, they're kind of similar players in the fact that they're physical. They play different positions on the court, but mm. um, they kind of still bring you that like '90s style, '80s '90s style kind of physical type player you know getting ahead of the opposition and so it's been fun kind of watching that but man the celtics are a tremendous story because they started out poorly and mm-hmm. you know they turn it on defense they're the best defensive team in the league and really helped them uh you know turn the season around and they went from like the middle of the pack in a lot of statistical categories to like the top of the league um on defense they can score the ball of course jason tatum and Jalen Brown's been there forever. I feel like Jalen Brown's been there since 2001, but uh, Jalen Brown's obviously good, and he's got a good dynamic, man. Marcus Smart does his thing, and, of course, the Warriors, it's always good to see them back in there. You know, we used to have the battles for a while with the Warriors and LeBron with the Cavs, and that was always fun to watch the the last couple years. So it's kind of cool, man. That's been fun. I don't know. I saw – Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. I mean, there's nobody – I know people – you know, I've watched Reggie Miller play, and – I understand Larry Bird and all these guys that people talk about. They were just such great shooters. And, you know, you hear the stories of Larry Bird, not ever practicing threes, but yet he hit so many in a game before the three-point shot became such a mm. big thing in the NBA. But, you know, I, I, I just enjoy Steph Curry so much. I saw that the Warriors went on a 9-0 run in 30 seconds. I don't know how. How does that happen? I don't know how. If anybody, if, if you're keeping score out there, you know anything about basketball, <laughs> if you go on a 9-0 run in 30 seconds, that's pretty dang good. So, uh, yeah, mm. it's it's fun to watch, man. It's been fun. The Celtics snuck one out last night. So they're up 2-1. It's in Boston right now. They'll do game uh, game four, I believe, Friday. Yeah, Friday. So mm-hmm. tomorrow they skip every other game and then they do a day of travel when they go back to their place. But it's been fun, man. I enjoy it. I love the NBA finals. I need to check it out. I just, I don't know. I get this time of year football is starting in the summer and it's yeah. Everything just yeah. sports wise just goes out the window. Like, I don't yeah. know what's going yeah, on. I, can, I can see that. I mean, you're a coach, so like you're busy all the time. Plus you, you know, you teach and stuff. So, I mean, I, I, under, I understand. I can see where you get busy and, and your mind's always, always on how you can get better. I'm sure your team can get better. So I can totally understand that. I was going to ask you, you've covered South Charleston football, man, Carl Lee's coming in, you mm-hmm. know, ex NFL player. He played at Marshall in my yep. Yep. college. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm good friends with their AD Bryce Casto. Oh uh, yeah. Great. Man, that's great for them. I think that's a, that's a good fit. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting because Donnie, I was kind of hit by surprise. Uh, Donnie took the gig at Hurricane and I was Mm. like, okay, because Donnie has been, you know, he was there as the OC with Messenger as the head coach. Right. And then, you know, Messenger went off and, you know, Donnie takes the gig and I think he's been there, what, seven years or something like that, something like that. Mm. And then, um, you know, he takes Hurricane job. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, good opportunity. Um, and, you know, he didn't know who, who they're going to get. But then Carl Lee's name started coming up. I'm like, okay, mm. that sounds great because 
Carl play there. And, you know, I ever say he's all pro. Everybody calls him all pro. Of course, is what he did with the Vikings there in the NFL. And, um, yeah, I think it's a great fit. We'll see what happens. Um, but, no, I mean, he knows the program. He's, he's a big, obviously a big face and name in the city of South Charleston. He, the things he does over at the rec center, I believe he's like the director of uh, the rec center over there. So he knows all the kids. And I'm sure a lot of the kids come over there and lift weights and all that stuff. So, Mm. Um, no, it's, it's good. As you know, relationships, the kids is the most important part. They got to be trusting in you. And, um, that's a big part of a team coming together and being successful on the field as well. Not just what you do in the practice, uh, mm. in the practices or in the weight room. But, you know, the biggest thing is those relationships, those kids, cause they got to trust you, uh, mm. the one to play for you. So, and, and produce. So, um, I think it's a great fit, man. I really do. That's, I like it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I heard the name. I thought, Oh man. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've heard, I've, I haven't ever talked to Carl Lee, but I've, you know, talked to people that know him and I, people always just say really positive things about him. And I think that's, yeah, that's awesome. And then of course, Bryce, you know, Bryce Casto, he's one of, yeah, one of my one, favorite. I mean, you and I have class. talked about him. Yeah. You and I have talked about him. I mean, he's one of my favorite people in the entire world and um, you know, it's good to see him. And, and uh, anytime I get to see Bryce, it's, it makes my day better. And he's just a, uh, he's a great dude. And his and his son's doing great things with uh, UC baseball right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I love seeing anything the Castos do is is always good with me. Heck yeah, man! So, what's your week look like now? So you're doing like the two time a week thing. Like, how do you get all that in? You're like, do you, are you do you have great <laughs> like management skills, like time management skills with with your with your world and your your profession? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a big part of it. I think what taught me that, um, you know, I was in production, commercial production. So I produced mm. commercials my entire radio career. And a part of being in that department, the last position I actually had outside of being a host sports show was production director. So like everything the sales team would send to you, it was all their stuff they needed to produce for clients. And, you know, you had to write scripts sometimes, or they would write the scripts and you, you, you would put it together. You'd have it voiced and you'd have to create all the audio. So you really had to be organized because everything was very date sensitive. And, and while we were doing that, you were also juggling. Now i got a remote to do over here and, you know, I got to prepare for a sports show. And so radio really helped me with multitasking and being organized. It really did. It helped me out a lot. I'm OCD too. So that helps. Um, but sometimes not, sometimes you overthink things, but, um, no, it's, it's, it's kind of cool right now. Like the marketing and social media stuff I'm doing for a company here, it's pretty flexible and now I'm own office. I go over there, I get some work done. I can bounce back and forth at the same time. I can, you know, prepare for shows while I'm there. And, uh, you know, I just, you just kind of learn as you go. I mean, it's really all you can do. And as you know, you, you have bumps along the way and you just try to learn from it and see how you can do things better. And eventually you find your system. Yeah, man, that's it. It's about learning and just being better and trying to, yeah, make your product the best the best it can be. Uh, that's that's awesome. So, how do I get you guys up here to cover a game? How's that? How's that work? How do we <laughs> How do we get your crew up here to Freer Red Kreit Stadium at Buchanan Upshur High School? There's that's what I really wanted to ask on the podcast today. Depends on how much money that they're willing to. I'm just kidding. Oh, um, we can we can make it happen. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd love to. It's beautiful up there. So, um, no, that'd be cool. Uh, we'd love to do something with you, with you and your football program. Just hit us up. Maybe we can make something happen. That'd be fun. We, uh, 
We open up with Bridgeport this year, which is a challenge, but it's going to be fun. We're going to go oh, get yeah. after it. Then we play Ripley. So that's a way we play Ripley at home oh, the next okay. week. Uh, so we get the Vikings at uh, uh-huh. at our place. And it, man, you're you're right. It is one of the most. I'm a homer, obviously, because I'm I'm the coach at Buckingham Upshur. But yeah. I think we have one of the prettiest field setups. Oh yeah, in, I mean, in the country, it is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Gorgeous. I mean, it's it's God's country out there, man. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Um, that's it crazy is. playing Bridgeport and then playing Ripley. Are they both at home? Are you going to Bridgeport the first game and then Ripley's at home? Yeah, two Bridgeport and then Ripley's at home and then Philip Barber's at home. So like okay. Philip Barber's a big rival for us. Uh, yeah. And our scrimmages are really good. So we act, we scrimmage Hurricane. Our second scrimmage is Hurricane at our place. Okay. Uh, so you know Donnie Donnie will bring his his new squad up to us, okay. and uh, I know a couple other guys on their staff too. So that'll be that'll be fun to have have those guys around and. It'll be just us. It was going to be Woodrow Wilson, too, but they had to drop out and mm. uh, go to somebody else. So it's going to be fun, man. That's cool. I, I, I like that Donnie was like, yeah, we'll take the trip up there. That's, that's cool of him to bring his team up. and Yeah. Um, that's cool, man. It's a good challenge we'll make... for us. Go ahead. It's a good challenge for you. It's good. Mm. Bring yeah. his team up there. and You know, I think they the, – I, I didn't mention them earlier uh, when we were talking about area teams and MSAC uh, – yeah, Hurricane should be pretty decent. You know, don't uh, underestimate that. I know they got some some really good athletes on their team. They had some guys last year really good, and mm-hmm. you know the quarterback struggled a little bit to stay healthy. But I'm interested to see what happened there. I didn't mention this either. Trey Don, who was a quarterback at South Charleston, and then Donnie left. Trey's actually going to finish, I guess, at Myrtle High, Myrtle Beach High. Mm-hmm. So I just saw that on Twitter the other day. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. It'll be interesting to see how South Charleston does this year, and then you know mm-hmm. Hurricane. So you have to let me know what his team looks like. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one thing we don't really have up here is a transfer portal that's going on down there. I mean, like, my (laughs) goodness, I hear stuff from people. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is like this is college without NIL money or scholarships. It is wild. Well, it's just crazy because, you know, I talk about earlier the purity of high school sports and it's not it's not like there's not stuff that happens. I get it. You know, kids use different addresses and whatever it is, but that's no secret. But um yeah, it's crazy. You see all these kids, and I remember somebody made that Twitter, the transfer portal Twitter for high school, West Virginia high school transfer portal, I think. They followed mm-hmm. me on Twitter. I don't know. It was just like somebody creating posts about kids leaving one school to the other, and it gets nuts, man. It happens. Yeah, I, I, I think it's hard. I used to be on the other side of this. I used to be like, why doesn't this, why doesn't SSAC do anything? But at the same time, that's not really that's not their job when you look at the the policy and the policy and how that all works. No, but yeah, I mean, it's just I just kind of the way things are these days. And that's everywhere. It's not that's not just West Virginia. That's everywhere. People are just more willing to to move, and you just gotta you kind of you gotta embrace it to some degree. I would I would say I, I'm more on the side. Ryan's got this whole. He wrote a column about it because um, he mm-hmm. he had a Wednesday column. They give him column space and Gazette, and mm-hmm. I think now they moved it to Friday. But it's it's just whatever he wants to write about, you know, cause where he's the beat writer for WVU and he's still covering prep sports now, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, and our podcast really helps with that because we bring up topics, we kind of discuss and it allows him to kind of transform our discussions and on the paper. And, um, it's really mm-hmm. been awesome to see that too. But, uh, you know, I, he, we talked about the transfer situation and, you know, he and I kind of had this philosophy of, you know, if a kid, transfers let's just say to your school 
from Philip Barber or whatever. And they go, they want to go to your school because they have a great English program. Well, that kid wouldn't have to sit out English class for a year. He would just, he or she would just go to English class, right? They would just go to that school and that'd be that. And, you know, that's kind of how we looked at it. Like if a kid wants to go from Philip Barber to your program and they can, and the big thing is if they're provided transportation, who are we to tell them they can't go to school with it? I think that's the biggest thing we kind of looked at is like, you know, it, sports is the only, the point is sports is the only thing, especially football, where we go, whoa, hold on. You know, Tommy should have to sit out because he wanted to go to a different school to play. So mm. I don't know, that whole that whole thing, or just block the transfer altogether. Like sometimes that happens too, where they're like, no, you just he's not going to be able to go play there. So mm. I don't know. It's kind of an interesting way to look at it. I don't know if it makes sense, but it's kind of an interesting way to look at it. No, I, I, I read his article when it came out, and I said, man, that's, you know, I, I think it's it's great to have a multitude of opinions. You know? Sure, yeah. You know, I think about when I was at Riverside, Caden Easterling transferred to us because, mm-hmm. you know, his dad had moved back in the area, and he ended up being the school's all-time leading rusher. Yeah. The whole nine. I mean, what a what it's a great beast. story. And then I've been on the other, I've been on the end of guys leaving, but that it's going to come and go, especially in an area like the Charleston area. There's so many schools there. You know, and people come, people go. Uh, but yeah, I think, and I also grew up in Florida. I went to private school. So my perspective is probably a little different than others. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I, went, yeah. <laughs> I went to a couple different high schools um, for a couple of reasons. Um, yeah, recruiting yeah. at schools like that. I mean, that's just blatant recruiting whenever you're at a private school. So it's a little different. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's usually not like blatant. It's more like under the table type stuff. Oh, yeah. Under the table, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's still under the table, but it's it's still recruit. It, recruiting's not a dirty word whenever when you put private school next to it, though. So yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's but yeah, but no, I uh, no, it's 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 gonna happen. Um, mm-hmm. There's you know, and I believe. I mean, my wife told me this, and I didn't know this, and I don't know if you can confirm this, but I know Midland. If you and it may be one of the only schools in the area, I think Midland you can pretty much live wherever as long as you can provide transportation and play there. Is that true? Oh, I would have. I would have no idea. I could text Coach Sammons, uh, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I got. <laughs> like, hey, we're Luke, what do you think co- about this? We're having Coach Sammons on Friday, so maybe I'll throw that at him. No, nah, I won't do that to him. But, uh, L- but no, I thought. I thought you. I thought that was the rule. Like, I thought their school, because they're an owner, and I, I. I thought that they, if you, as long as you can drive your kid to school, I don't know if I don't know if that goes also to the sports side. I don't mm. know if that's just like you can go to school there. Mm-hmm. So that I would need confirmation on that. Yeah, my, where my parents live in Florida, it's basically if you can provide transportation and they have room, you're good to go. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as – I don't even know if it matters by county, really. As long as you they have room, you can get in the building. Uh, you can go. And here in West Virginia, too, it's hard sometimes because – I mean, you can – I think about like Chapmanville. Chapmanville's a regional high school because Hearts is closer to them than it is Lincoln County. You know, yeah, so yeah, you have some like that logistical stuff mm-hmm. here in, in West Virginia too. Yeah, I think I think if you can get your kid to the school, I think they should be able to go there and play sports and do whatever they want to do. I mean, it's I think the biggest thing that kind of grinds our gears is we talk so much about the importance of the kid and and their experience and education and inspiring them and 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 wanting them to do better and. And then you put these blockades in front of them and, and give them a bunch of, I mean, we're already in a society full of rules. So like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I understand we're going to have to follow rules 
their entire lives is what I tell my kids. You know, there's going to be a role for everything uh, that you do in life. But mm. I just feel like to inspire kids and want them to do better and happiness goes a long way. And if they're not happy where they're at and they feel like they can go to another school and their parents mm. can provide transportation, I feel like they should be able to do that. Mm. <clears throat> Absolutely. And then there's, there's something to be said, obviously, for discipline and pushing through and yeah. waiting your turn so there's like but i think there's a fine balance there's just a balance there there's you know sure people, yeah. right out for them. people have to figure that out for themselves to, sure you know, whatever I works for that. them yeah i agree you gotta you gotta follow the rules at the end of the day and um you know if if it is what it is at that point but yeah hmm. I, I just i just want to i want these kids to go where they want to go plus i you know i do think there should be a limitation it's kind of like somebody was asking me i was on another podcast and they're like you know, if you were the NCAA president, which I would never want that gig, but if yeah, uh, no way. But if you were the president of the NCAA, um, you know, what would be the first thing you would kind of have to attack? And obviously, the, the ones that jump out is like NIL and transfer portal. But for me, it'd be transfer portal just like putting a because it's become free agency almost. So like mm -hmm. it's just gone crazy. And I think you need like a deadline, like a real deadline, so people aren't mm -hmm. stacking players and mm -hmm. and getting different players to leave, and they just leave in the middle of the season. I feel like you're going to treat this sort of like a form of professional sport now. Mm -hmm. I feel like there should be some type of, I mean, Neil Brown kind of alluded to that in a press conference mm -hmm. one time. He's like, you know, the biggest thing with the transfer portal is it exists and it's going to either, it's going to hurt me and it's going to help me. And like every other coach in America, but mm -hmm. there needs to be some type of like, okay, this is the deadline. And after this, nobody can transfer until said year or, or, mm -hmm. you know, this day. And I think that's, I think that would help. I think that go mm -hmm. a long way with the transfer portal situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's hit the nail on the head there. Lane Kiffin, you know, all yeah. the voices in that, yeah, that arena that are more willing to speak about about that. And even Nick, how about Nick Saban calling out Jimbo oh, yeah, Fisher Jimbo. said, "You bought your recruiting class." Like what in the <laughs> what? You know, <laughs> Alabama's been doing that for years, just under the table. You know what I mean? I love Jimbo coming out and holding a press conference like he's cutting a WWE promo, like just answer, <laughs> answering the answering the naysayers. He's got to answer back. They should have theme music, uh, like smoke when he came out. But Michael Buffer yeah. introduces him. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, no, it's it's fun. I mean, it's great for guys like us that need something to talk about in the summer. That was that was fun to talk about for a little bit. But um, you know, they're all doing it, man. They've been doing it forever. I mean. Mm -hmm. That's why you have kids, and I hate to say it, but I mean, you had kids for the longest time, five-star kids that had 20-something schools on their list and mm. of offers, and you know they were the biggest names of the name, or the biggest names in the country: USC, I State, Texas, you know, whatever. And they pick a school, and it's like, why do you think they picked it? And you know, I'm not going to say all those kids were because they were told they were going to get bags of money or free car or whatever, but I'm sure there mm. were situations that were behind the scenes that allow them to go to one school or the other. And it is what it is, but now it's mm -hmm. on the surface. So we'll mm -hmm. see what happens. I think it's just so good that guys can get paid something. Cause I remember going to, to college to play football on scholarship, but that doesn't pay for like no. your toothbrush or your, let's say you need no. like some shoes that are cool, yeah. like your essential stuff. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, and I go back to, uh, that story, Justin Crawford, um, when he was working at McDonald's um, mm. on the on the side, whenever before, and there, and the, here's the thing too, it's crazy about that is like those guys, 
those guys can't work if they want it to because they put in 40 plus hours a week. That's their full time job, as you know. Like, right. You can't you can't go work somewhere and, and play football and go to school like that's almost impossible. Like, you just can't do it. I mean, the only time you're gonna be able to work is that small part of the summer and maybe mm-hmm. a small part of spring because, I mean, you got winter conditioning and then. You might have a little time in between there, and then you got spring practice, spring game. Then in between there, you got some conditioning stuff, and then you got summer. And maybe you might be able to work in the summer, but then you usually use that time to see family or, mm-hmm. you know, and you may not have money to travel, so you're stuck in Morgantown or wherever you're going to school. Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, college college grind, it's not mm. it's not like you have all day, all all the time to get a job. So, like, having that extra money, I'm definitely for it. I just think they need to figure out some legislation there because you got a kid come out of high school making a million dollar deal before he even mm. snaps a football. Like the kid from uh, Texas went to high state and now he transferred back to his home state and can play for Texas this year. Mm. Hours or whatever his last name is. Um, that's just crazy, dude. A million dollars. And you haven't even snapped a football yet. That's just, that's nuts. That's capitalism. That's what, that's what it's capitalism. That's what right? it is. Yeah. It's you know capitalism. I mean? But it's nuts, man. I mean, I the, the biggest thing they're looking at now, and I don't know if I haven't kept up on it. I know the board of the NCAA who's been in a, like electrical closet for I don't know how long since this thing. I, I, where has the NCAA been since they announced these things? Like they've just been nowhere to be found. Um, but now they're saying like, you know, hey, uh, you know, we're they're not these boosters and stuff aren't supposed to be giving money to get kids to come over because once I think once the NCAA saw numbers like a hundred thousand and. Yeah, you know, a million dollars. They're like, okay, wait a minute. Where's all this money coming from? There's no way this is clean. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens with that too. Yeah, man, it's just it's a wild time. I mean, that legislation led to the nil stuff, and then yeah, trying to figure out how it goes. And it's yeah, nice. man, it's, it's fun, but it gives, like you said, it gives like your show something to really discuss. And that's really yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, who who would have thought ten years ago this would be something we're talking about? Yeah, and and it's funny too because when you'll have someone like Shane Lyons on, or you know somebody that's in some type of administration role, or if it's a coach, it's like <laughs> their handler or their SID will just be like, "Yeah, let's not talk about the NIL or the transfer portal." It's like now it's like just kicking a dead horse kind of thing. So they'll tell you to stay away from it, but mm. um, but you know you can slot some stuff in there. You, you just gotta mm. you gotta be kind of like a lawyer, right? You gotta re restructure the way you put it <laughs> so do you, you do. does you that do. happen to you like when you go to interview people they say hey you can't talk about this they'll say like they'll they won't necessarily tell you don't say it but they'll say you know don't drill it like just be like hey you can ask about it but don't oh. like don't try to pry because first off you're not going to get anything other than a normal PR answer of those things anyway. So it's not even worth your time, but you know, it just depends on the timing. Like it's funny. I, and I've brought this up before when that whole Texas, Oklahoma thing went down when they said mm-hmm. they're going to leave the big 12 for the sec. Mm-hmm. Well, I booked Shane Lyons for our show like two weeks before that happened because Shane Lyons schedules is crazy as expected. And so you have to book him like weeks in advance. So I booked him two weeks before this whole thing announced. So like, we go the first week, and then on that mm. second week, it was like that Thursday of that week leading up to the interview that was going to happen that following Monday. So that Thursday, Oklahoma and Texas, it might have been Thursday or Friday, said we're leaving the Big 12, we're going to go to the SEC. It was huge news. 
mm. uh, national headlines. And I actually talked to the guy who broke it on the radio show too. Not really nice writer from the uh, Texas uh, college station writer for Texas A&M actually broke it. But, um, um, Brent Zinnerman, I think is his last name. Mm. Um, but, uh, he broke it and it was a cool conversation with him too. But anyway, um, Ryan and I were sitting there that Saturday and then Sunday too, been like, they're going to cancel this interview. There's no way that they're going to let him come on after the, all this thing, all this went down and mm. be on a radio show. And they didn't, they, they held true to it. Uh, I would guess still give them props to this day. And, and he came on the show that Monday. I mean, of course they said, you know, you can talk about the thing, but don't really try to pry and stuff. And we asked him about it and it gave mm. us a lot of eyeballs and ears. That's for sure for that, for that interview, because th- sometimes it's about the timing, man, mm-hmm. um, whether they talk to you about it or not. So yeah, sometimes they'll, they'll let you know, but a lot of times it's, it's, you know, it's, they, they won't say anything. They'll just bring them on. Once they trust you with guests, you're good to go. Hmm. That's awesome. And who would not trust Brandon Lowe and Ryan Pritt? I mean, come on. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man. If you, if you've listened to the show, sometimes you may, uh, <laughs> You may backtrack on that, but no, we're usually pretty nice. We're pretty, uh, we're pretty, we cater our guests. We have fun with them. Uh, that's the one thing we try to do. We try not to make it dry. We try to have fun. And, mm. um, you know, we, we know a lot of the guys and gals we're interviewing anyway. So mm. it makes it, it makes it easier. So yeah, we have fun. That's awesome, man. Brandon, man, thank you for coming on and doing this. This is, this yeah. is cool to catch up. I really enjoy this. Yeah, man. Anytime. I love coming on here. I know this is supposed to be like the uh, the mind of the great minds of co- of football coaches, but uh, unfortunately, your listeners got me uh, today. But uh, but no, it was it was great talking to you, and I like what you're doing, man. Uh, I like that you're up there, and I just hope you guys have a, su- a successful season this year, man. Thank you, my friend. I, I appreciate that. You're your first class. Thanks, man. Appreciate you for having me on.